Hey everyone, welcome back to But Why the Podcast, the podcast where me, Matt, Kate, and Adrian look at the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever wherever you listen. And if you want to support us more, come check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash butwhythopc. Enjoy! talking about a toy that I'm pretty sure everybody has had in their house at some point. We're talking about Lego. As always, I'm your host, Kate. I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And yeah, we're starting off with, uh, I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Okay. So today we're talking about Lego bricks, Lego as a company. I'm going to try really hard not to pronounce it Legos. Because Legos is not correct. Like, Lego is both a singular and a plural, which I found out doing research, and it is very weird and kind of throws me off. Um, but our first question, as we always start off with, is when was the last time you played with Lego, and or I guess Lego bricks, and what is your favorite Lego creation that you've done or you've seen somebody done? Who wants to go first? Go for it, Matt. After you, bud. So... One, I was expecting a different question than this one, and so... It's been... <laughs> one, the last time I played Legos would probably be in the 90s, late 90s, as far as, like, because like, when I grew up, I owned Legos. I owned... See, I thought this was how much Lego sets we owned, and we also go on that, so I went and calculated all the Lego sets I owned. Okay, well, give us that. <laughs> Just give us... <laughs> Matt will get his own special question to answer, because he can't read the show notes. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I had all the AquaZone uh, Lego sets, which included the Aqua Raiders, the Aqua Sharks, the Stingrays, and the Hydronauts. I am not surprised by that. There's like 37 of them, and I think I owned, I owned 35 of them. And when I thought, because I always knew I owned a lot of Legos growing up, and I played a lot of them, and then when I actually went back and started looking at all the sets that I owned, and I realized... I literally just feel like I owned all this set, and I never owned anything else. So they were all just blue Legos. Blue and green. <laughs> I did own, obviously, the, the little buckets, and you know, I had fun with the little stuff and build you a zoo, and maybe a few random ones. I think I owned some of like, the more like the model uh, Legos. Before they got to extreme, they were just like boats and cars. Yeah. Like those that I built. Not the, I'm going to build you a yeah, not thousand the ca- piece Yeah, not the Ferrari. castle ones. It was more of a, yeah, well, here's a boat. It looks cool. So I owned a few of those, but yeah. I realized that I had a lot of the fun stuff. I think I had a few airplane type things, but for the ones that I really recall remembering and playing with, was literally all about thirty-five of those Aquasome ones. Damn, I was underwater. Why aren't you a marine biologist? Because I left <laughs> that field and went to a different field. Because I was at one time. <laughs> you don't make any money. <laughs> but yeah. 
but yeah, probably the late 90s. I guess that'd also by default be my favorite creation. Your Aquazone sets? Yes. Which I think we'll get into the later ones. I don't like a lot of the newer Lego stuff. <gasps> I love it. Not when they basically turned into, we're going to buy licensing jack-up prices, and they turn into, like, We'll talk about why they had to do that. Um, I'll go next, um, because you'll probably hear my voice a lot, and we can end with Adrian in this area. Um, So, the last time I played with Lego was actually at the Lego movie. So, I went to go see the, the Lego movie in theaters, and Draft House just had a giant, like, beer pong size table i'm sure draft house repurposed a beer pong table could just weren't it was um just covered with legos or with lego bricks the real question i have for you what exactly is a beer pong table you mean just a regular table no it had like i guess like a ping pong table it was a ping pong those table. are totally different tables i don't know okay it was a tape I, I don't know whatever is it it's just that size um and they had a whole bunch of lego lego bricks on it and they had, like, the giant green mats, like, the, the mats that you would, like, lock Legos into covered the majority of it. And then you could just build with them while you were, like, waiting for the movie and that kind of stuff. And I sat there for, like, 30 minutes building stuff with it because I was waiting. Um, I was waiting for somebody. And that's probably the last time I played with them. But I have to restrain myself from buying, like, the little keychains and stuff that are Lego people. Um, I And I have to restrain myself from buying, like, the $400, like, Death Star things. Because I really want them. But it is not a smart choice to use my adult money on. Um, <laughs> but my favorite Lego creation. <laughs> there was, this, there was this one auction. Shut up. <laughs> and it's still not as and it's still not as expensive as the Death Star model or the Millennium Falcon one. So But at least we could have played and built it. <laughs> Thank you, SideQuest. Um so yeah, I'm so far as my favorite creation, I don't growing up I never had actual sets. Like my mom one Christmas just bought me a it was like a thousand piece Lego set that was just a giant bucket and it had some instructions like build houses and stuff, but it was like super generic. It wasn't anything, but what I would do is I would build little things and then I'd like put glue on the outside so it wouldn't fall apart in my mind. That was like professional. I was like seven. Um, And then I would like put like the little things that I had made like in my mom's cabinet, like on display because it was my art. Um, yeah. I was seven when I was making my Aquazone stuff. And I, I wasn't gluing things. Well, because I didn't want them to break. Were you sniffing the glue? No, like, I was why not. Why are you gluing sniffing. your Legos? Because like I would like I I would take the glue and I'd put it on the outside of it. Well, I never used them again. Like I'd make like little tiny creations and then I'd put them in there until I asked for more Legos and then my mom broke them all and then was like, "Here, here are your more Legos. We can't afford more Legos." So smart mom. I can't believe you gluing legos together yeah but that's what i did i thought i was an artist um obviously my mom just thought it was wasting money um and then i had like the like generic legos that came out um that my mom just bought because i needed more to play with and they were cheaper and they worked with actual lego bricks um but yeah no i never i've never owned an actual set of legos like builds this thing i've never had anything like that 
um, which is why the Lego store at our mall is very tempting to buy one because I would love to. And I love putting stuff together. Like I have like two of those wood model things that you just like do those things. But yeah, that's my answer. My favorite Lego creation is when I thought I was an artist and I put them on display in my mom's cabinet. Well, at least you gave up those dreams. <laughs> I did. <laughs> now I just run a podcast and do something else that's creative. I don't put glue on it, though. Do you? <laughs> Adrian? So, the last time I played with Legos, does playing the games count? Yeah, does that count, too? Because last time I played... I own all the Lego games. Yeah. A Lego oh, game I... was not too long ago because Games for Gold put, like, all the Star Wars games on there. So I played through well, all I that would, not too long ago. Yeah, I would say, like, the games would be different, but, like, just Lego bricks themselves. Like, oh, Matt gets to change the question. How come I can't change the question? Oh, my God, fine. Change the question. <laughs> well, I didn't change my answer because I own both the all the you Harry Potter that, Lego games you know and that, the Star Wars Lego games. You know that games. Matt cannot think on his feet when it comes to creative <laughs> stuff, Adrian. We've learned this. Um, I think the last time I played with Legos, I don't know what movie we were watching, but... Um, Stefani uh, and I went to, this is like when we, before we moved back to El Paso, but like the AMC, whatever, uh, was it the Barton Creek? Is that the part where they have like the uh, the Lego store? Yeah. Um, we were early to a movie, so we just like went in and sat down and just played with Legos for like half an hour. And we built like this castle thing and like all these kids were like, whoa. I was like, yeah, I learned, I learned how to do this by playing with uh, quick blocks and Lincoln logs <laughs> as a kid. Y'all don't really know about those logs. things. I hate uh, Lincoln Logs. Yeah, well, some people have to have Lincoln Logs, Matt, because well, but, like, when you're poor, you can't afford <laughs> Legos because, like you said, they upcharge everything, and they were way more expensive. I can take Lincoln Logs when I was in daycare and throw them at kids. That doesn't surprise <laughs> me at surprised. all. That does not. No, I did. I do think Lincoln Logs are super boring because you can only build houses. That's what I'm saying. It's literally <laughs> you're just building logs. I know, but they were like. They were uh, so I fun. built planes. I built like fire. I don't know what kind of Lincoln Logs you had. I, my I had logs, an imagination. We had a giant logs, cylinder. So... My Lincoln Logs had a giant cylinder with logs that had three little junctions in it, and you could only build so many. I things. need a picture of this plain Lincoln Log. Yeah, Me I. Too. I yeah. It's just a thing called imagination, and if you think it looks like, <laughs> did, it, you, it's so a plane. It did you build a box? Did you build a box and then give it box wings? Yeah, I gave it wings and it had like a little little tail thing on it. I will say this, but I did make Lincoln log houses for my Barbies because my mom refused to buy me a Barbie house. Were they outdoor Barbies in their cabins? No, one was a <laughs> Selena Barbie, and she lived in a cabin. But it was really a mansion in my head because creativity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I didn't really have, like, I had friends who had, like, Lego sets and I helped, like, help them build Lego sets, but I didn't get a Lego set until I was, like, older. And, like, UK, I can't walk into Lego store without wanting to spend, you know, four or $500 on the Lego Death Star, which is, like, a thousand pieces or some something stupid. But it just has everything in it. And it's just so great. Um,. I really liked our castle that me and Safani made because all the kids were. Uh, the kids were jealous. The kids were jealous, and like they like we then we after we walked out like they played in like the castle thing that we had made. So I was like, this is, this is why Legos, this is why Lego is great. 
like, I can't build anything at the Lego store because then when I walk away and a little kid starts messing with it, like, I die inside a little bit. I'm just like, ugh, you messed it up. So do you guys like the big Legos or the small Legos? Like the Duplo, the giant blocks? Well, I guess the bigger ones are, like, probably about, I don't know, that big, I guess. Yeah, like the Duplo, like the big blocks for, like, the little kids. Sure. Yeah, no, I like the small Legos. Well, I like the big Legos. Because I did have a entire zoo with the big ones. I like the big Legos when we used to, like, make guns out of them and stuff, like, in elementary school. Like, that was yeah. fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess the big ones are good so kids don't swallow them. Also true. Mm-hmm. And you can, they probably hurt less when you step on them because you can see them before you, you get there. Yeah. Oh, those little one-by-one blocks. Yeah, but I do have... tiny ones that just... But I also, like, have, like, some Star Wars, like, Legos, like, on my keychains so like i play with those like every day so does that count i'm gonna let that count i think that counts yeah so but i do want to get a um eventually we'll, we'll get a set and safari and i will build like a death star or like a star destroyer or something when um we get disposable I income tried. that i don't feel bad spending on Legos. <laughs> i tried to get my mom to buy me the 150 dollar bb8 model from Legos for Christmas, and she said, "Did Matt? Does Matt know about this?" It's <laughs> like, "Mom, it's my Christmas present." It sounds about right. She's, yeah. Anyway, okay, let's go into actual Lego like history and stuff like that. Um, so, Lego. I'm. This is really hard. So I'm either I'm gonna mess up and I'm gonna say Legos, but I think that's kind of just like how everybody talks about them. Like I don't think anybody really says Lego bricks. Um, so, Lego, Lego brick, <laughs> You what? thought they were bricks? You were trying to concrete them together. I was! Glue. Yeah. Yeah, I was, Matt. I was. And that shit did not break. My mom had to work really hard to break those things up. So, Lego bricks consist of colorful interlocking plastic bricks accompanying an array of gears, figurines, um, called minifigures and various other parts. Lego pieces can be assembled and connected in many ways to construct ob- objects, including vehicles, buildings, and working robots. Anything constructed can be taken apart again and the pieces used to make other objects. Um, so that's just kind of like the definition of what a Lego is, what a Lego brick is. Um, and Lego itself is actually an abbreviation of the Danish words leg and um, legot which means play well. And the company was founded in 1932 by Kurt Christensen, where he be, and he essentially began this company by making wooden toys. And as he expanded the line from a wooden duck to other wooden toys, um, they were very different from what we knew today. And the company was able to expand because it was during the height of World War II where every other toy was made out of metal. And essentially, you need metal to use for war things because of where he lived. Um, so during World War II, there's a shortage of metal, which increases people's, like, increases the volume he can make because it's out of wood. Um, however, once he ended up getting a lot of demand and he had a couple of factory fires, um, there was a big strain on the wood supply and he decided to change to doing plastic toys. And he really like hit the jackpot with a Lego brick, which was manufactured in 1947 and the company began diversifying like after that. And the early bricks name was called automatic binding bricks. 
and they were based on kitty craft bricks from the UK because and this is something that a lot of people don't really talk about and I think it's something that kind of got glossed over in like some of like the documentary that's on Lego and stuff like that but Lego bricks are essentially the exact same things as kitty craft bricks that were in the UK in 1947 because they lost their patent that year the same year that Lego began making those bricks however they were hollow at the time and so the lego that we know today doesn't show up until 1958 when they ended up patenting the tubes that are inside the bricks which they call clutch uh, clutch power and this is a this is what allows the bricks to stick together and stay together before you could just like stack hollow bricks on top of each other and like hope they didn't fall the glue would have been helpful there i know what those were yeah I didn't like those. They didn't work that well. <laughs> Back in my day. Um, yeah, so the Lego Group's motto is, and I'm going to butcher this Danish language, but bear with me, det beste er ikke forgot, which means roughly only the best is the best and literally the best is never too good and this motto is something that is still around with the company today and it was created by christensen in order to encourage his employees to make sure that they never skimp on quality or value and this is what he believed really strongly to making the company great i like hearing when we go to these old school things and like what they believe in quality and then we look at today's age and people are like what is quality <laughs> Well, I will say Lego is probably one of the few companies that is kind of stuck by that. Um, but it's because they embrace their brick and it's really hard to make a bad brick. Yeah, <laughs> you just take the design from from Kitty from Kittycraft bricks and then just... Add tubes. Add tubes and then put your own molds in concrete so no one can ever get them. Yeah. But then we have to make sure to balance this out with what they believed in quality and values. They had to make sure to do some crazy practices, probably stealing something from non-existent laws of the time. Hey, 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 hey. They didn't steal anything. The patent ran out. Sure. Yeah, so they Just took it, like... made it better, and then buried it so, that, so they couldn't happen to them. Exactly. Which I think is the until craziest part them. about their like early history. Yeah, I think it was like, I think it was until the 1980s, once they like hit this clutch power mold like Adrian said, they would take them out back and bury them in concrete so no other company could get them. That is dedication to your yeah. not getting your stuff stolen. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, by 1951, the plastic toys themselves accounted for half of the Lego company's output. Uh, and even though the Danish trade magazine, I'm not going to say that word, um, but whatever is Danish for toy times, visiting the Lego factory in Billund, where the company was founded in the early 1950s, felt the plastic would never be able to replace traditional wooden toys. However, after the bricks, after the final brick design was developed in 1958, it um, it took a while to get this. It, it's this special polymer that, it, that it's built out of, so it's called ABS, um, acrylantile butane styrene um and that's pretty much how the like that plastic and the clutch power is what led to the modern lego brick being patented in in 58 um and essentially once they have this brick and the value behind it it takes over all of the company stuff and they end up just putting all of their work and money into that one brick and and, and replacing the wooden toys 
Um, fun facts, the initial run of Lego bricks came in very limited colors. It was like blue, yellow, black, and red. And that was directly taken from Dutch painters um, Piet Mondrian. And that's how they decided, decided on the, the, uh, the color scheme for the bricks. And he, if you think about it, everybody's seen it at least once like his paintings are just like the black lines with like spots of like blue yellow and red in them um so it makes sense when you look at the older pictures of lego probably also fascinating back with aquazone because the blue was more of like a tealish and the green was more of like a lime like a dark color it was not i do not like the tra traditional colors of lego bricks <laughs> they're so generic and boring they are but it was the 50s everything was generic and boring well, yeah, they're playing with wooden ducks, <laughs> and they thought it was amazing. And then they moved to bricks. Our dog has more fascinating and probably built toys than wooden ducks. Go get your hoop and your stick, Matt. Yeah, like you know, like it's people have to, like, a cup. People it's have to make cup, things before like stuff gets more interesting, right? Like they played with wooden like, ducks because there wasn't anything else to play with yet. I mean, the funny thing is, is I mean, like even when there was other stuff to play with, people still bought pet rocks in the seventies. Seventies, <laughs> it's like. I still think they were on a weird time. time. Yeah, right? Like it's, <laughs> does anyone really know what's going on them? Also, like, the original potato head was, like, you'd buy just IP, like, body pieces and shove them into a potato you had at home. That's more fun than a wooden duck, I think. I know. You can make your own potatoes. They had imagination. <laughs> they were creative. Um, so we're going to take a small break to talk a little bit, before we get into the But Why Those, to talk a little bit about where we're going to be showing up um, next, which is the brand new esports convention, OP Live. This is going to be in Dallas, Texas on September 22nd and 23rd. We are invited guests and all of us will be there. Guys, are you excited for OP Live? Yes. Yes. I'm very excited. It's my birthday weekend, so we're going to show out. <laughs> It is not my birthday weekend, but I will still be there. <laughs> um, so go ahead and listen to this brief um, this brief spot for them. They're going to be doing some really cool stuff, including a Fortnite tournament and really spotlighting a lot of the Overwatch League as well. I am super excited. Take a listen. And if you're in the Dallas area, make sure you come out September 22nd and 23rd to, you know, come support us and support OP Live. What happens when the hunter becomes the hunted. OP Live Dallas is excited to introduce the Bounty Royale Brawl featuring Fortnite on September 23rd. OP Live attendees will get the chance to face off against members from our invited pro teams and aim for a spot in the final overpowered round. So now on to the but why those for Lego and there's quite a bit um, that was like a really abridged history um, so the first but why though is the system in quotation marks so essentially before Lego how do it I'm just read yeah so in 1954 Christensen's son Godfred 
had become the junior managing director of the Lego Group, and it was his conversation with an overseas buyer that led to the idea of a toy system. Gottfried saw the immense potential in Lego bricks to become a system for creative play, but the bricks still had problems from technical standpoint, their locking ability was limited, and they weren't versatile. So in the 1958, in 1958, when we get the brick that we're used to, they were able to patent this, um, they call it like the Lego system. Um, and the reason it's important is because companies, you were constantly selling new toys. You'd play with a toy, you'd throw it out, you get another toy, like that type of stuff. What the Lego brick system did was you were constantly able to add more to the toy that you already bought. So essentially, they would never lose steam because a brick that's, that was used, that was a brick from a set in 1958 is still compatible with a brick like in 2018. And so this made it really important to retaining cu customers and adding to things. And this was really, really liked by a lot of um, uh, like big box buyers and stuff. So um, the Lego brick itself is the single most important toy to come out of the company. And the system has been patented or not patented, but the system is what the company lives on. Like everything has to go back to the system, which means that every single thing that Lego creates has to be connected to it. So Lego pieces are all varieties um, of all varieties constitute a universal system. Um, despite variation in the designs and the purpose of individual pieces over the years, each piece remains compatible in some way to existing pieces. Lego bricks from 1958 will, interblo will interlock with those made in our current time, and Lego sets for young children are compatible with those made for teenagers. So if you look at six bricks of two by four studs, and that's like a brick that's two by four, um, they can be they can be combined 915 million 103,765 ways out of six bricks six generic bricks and this is really important because it makes creative play and just from like a marketing standpoint everything can be used with each other so if I have an Avengers Lego set and I go buy my aqua whatever set what's it called Called Aqua Zone and get it right, and it's way better than than the Avengers. Okay, set. <laughs> if I have my Avengers set and I went back in time and got Matt's Aqua Zone set, I could still use the pieces together with each other. And not only did this make it good for selling, but it really made it really really easy on manufacturing because the precision that they manufacture, um, that they the the precision with which they manufacture these individual bricks makes it so that everything can be used together. So when two pieces are engaged, they fit firmly and they can be easily uh, disassembled. Um, and when you look at this, it also helps them when you're trying to scale to a whole bunch of properties. Like I believe the Death Star as it exists is just different colored pieces from other Lego pieces that were already existing from other sets. And you can do this a whole bunch of different ways. There's uh, there's actually a YouTube channel called Brick by Brick, and they do like Lego competitions where they'll give them a Lego set and they have to make something completely different than what that set's supposed to be. Wait, wait, wait. And it's so I can just go buy a bunch of gray bricks and then make my own Death Star? Yes. Let me see how much gray bricks how are. How much would that cost? How much would that cost? <laughs> um... And then honestly, like when it comes down to it, when they sell you Lego sets, they're just selling you bricks that they've packaged with instructions on how to do it. 
Um, unless you're looking at like the Mindstorm bricks, in which case they have stuff that integrates it to um, like be mechanical and use different pieces. Um, but that's later on. But uh, those pieces are still in, you can still use them with regular Legos. It just has different purposes. You know what the worst part of they were? Hmm. The stickers. What do you mean? Putting the stickers on the thing. So oh, that was hard. I yeah. was screwed it up. I'm not surprised. Damn stickers. <laughs> um, so, unfortunately, when the Lego patent ran out, companies like China's Cocoa Toy Company began making bricks similar to Lego and advertising them as compatible with Legos. Um, they ended up suing them in 2002, so they had to stop. But this moment when they couldn't, when their patent wasn't renewed, kind of shows, like, the back, like, um the cost of having a system, right? The cost of having a universal system. Because if anybody can also make things that can go with your toys, then the emphasis of needing to buy it from you is driven down. So when they were making identical bricks to it, um, Lego had to bank on their name. Because then you'd end up in a situation like Adrian or mine where it's like, well, I can't afford to get my kid Legos. I'll buy them like this small set that's actual Lego and then go buy them other ones. And they all work together. The biggest problem I have with this is, like, why would a... I still don't understand the whole process, which is probably more on me than anything else, is why the hell does your patent just run out? Because they couldn't renew it. So... What does that even mean? So, like, patent So I had laws, this for, like, 50 years, and all of a sudden it's like, it's now not yours. Yeah, so patents have a statute of limitation, essentially. So, like, you can only own a patent for a certain number of years, and you have to improve... You have to keep proving that it is something that can be patented, essentially. So, like, if you start making something in, say, 1990, and it's revolutionary technology, whatever, like, it doesn't have to be super revolutionary, but if it's seen as only being, like, there are different types of patents, but if you see it as infringing on something that anybody could do that isn't specific to your product then it's not like you can lose that patent and they don't like they don't have to renew it um it just I, sounds I, like a way to get money from people who come up with ideas i mean that's all the patent system is but it's also there to protect you from people suing their ideas because from 1958 to 19 in the 1980s that's how long lego are the only people who are making these now in 2005 lego attempted to stop the production of mega blocks but ended up failing because the supreme court of canada upheld their right to make and sell their version and a lot of this goes back to um what they see the um lego being and what the pattern itself is so in 2010 the european court of justice found that the lego brick only performs a technical function and cannot be registered as a trademark so I don't know a lot about patent stuff. If we have anybody who does patent law out there listening to us, let us know. Um, but from my understanding, you have like utility patents, design patents, and then if it's like a technical function, like something that it has to do, then you can't patent it. Like these two pieces go together and this is the only way they can go together. Then you're limiting everybody else being able to make a product or like that product, unless there's a specific utility behind it that you created but isn't limiting other people from making something similar, essentially. Well, I guess the problem I have with this whole thing is, one, the whole patent system in general, but the fact that we're talking about, like, oh, well, they literally made compatible with Legos 
because their patent ran out, it's kind of like, well, I get the whole thing, like, oh, sticking two things together, you shouldn't patent that. But essentially what they did was literally did this, and then they colored it green and said, okay, we are now Coco Toys. Yeah, when and their patent like, ran out. Because essentially when they got the but patent, But you're they saying you're withholding that because they have to renew to prove that that I don't write patent law. <laughs> technical function. I don't write patent law. I'm just saying that before this, you only had stackable blocks that didn't lock in place. Now, when it was, sh- like, essentially, the reason they work together is because of, like, physics and civil engineering and things. Like, that's just how things work and lock together. Now, that in and, in and of itself was not seen as enough a u- unique utility to grant a patent extension. Well, I guess the problem I'm looking at is I feel... It's one of those. You can I can see them not giving it because they don't want because of the because the function. What problem I have is you should not be able at that point to have a company be able to have something to literally they can connect to your toy. So if they want to make connecting Coco Legos or connecting blocks, that's fine. But they should not be able to then buy a Lego set with a connecting toy that you can connect onto that set well, because that's they, basically... But the breaking. reason they can do that is because a patent ran out. Because, well, I know. And well, I get why, all what you're saying about the patent. What I'm saying is that's why I have a problem with this whole shit of patent falling apart in the first place. I don't see why we have... Their to. patent just fell apart. And essentially the fact that they that other companies were able to make connecting toys is one of the reasons why it was seen as a function and not a, 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 a utility that you can patent. Because it didn't take any special knowledge to do that. It was something simple, and that's just how those things work. Like, the patent ran out. Like, I don't, like... Do you think their patent shouldn't have run out? No! Why would it run out? Because! There's no point for it to run out! You can't... You don't have a lifelong patent. That's not how they work. I don't care how... That's how they work. I'm saying, like, why would you need to have a time period on a patent? Because that's how it works. And as I said from the get-go, that makes no sense. I mean, I imagine that's how you stop monopolies, right? Like, if if the patent just goes forever, then Lego's the only one who makes that kind of thing. And then, like... It's capitalism. Nothing ever improves. Well, I guess the problem I have with this is they're not actually trying to make the same... They're literally making the exact same thing. They're not actually trying to improve on it or do anything else other than we're going to make it and call it something different. Yeah. So I I guess to me that's not not stopping a monopoly. That's literally just... We're just going to do the exact same thing, call it green. But it, but it is stopping a monopoly because Lego, like, when you want to go for that toy, you have other options, not just Lego. So Lego isn't the only one making money off of that one thing. It's super small beans compared to, like, Disney buying everything. But essentially, like what Adrian said, patents are put in place because of capitalism. You have an idea, you patent it, and you fight for that idea to keep the rights to it. Otherwise, it goes into the free market, and the free market dictates it. Okay. It's capitalism. It sucks. Like, I feel, I, I mean, I agree with you, ultimately, that, like, somebody should be able to patent something, and it's just theirs because they came up with it, but that's I guess just I, not I, how I guess, works. like I said, it's one of those, I look at it like, if they're trying to, if they're being prevented from making something better, or they're prevented from making a generic thing, but they're literally not, they're literally just basically, basically just stealing the whole entire Lego set and basically naming it Coco Toys. Yeah, yeah, but if that wasn't cheaper. the case, then like they would, no one would ever have the opportunity to make something better. Just because Coco Toys didn't try to make it better doesn't mean that someone else could have tried to make it better. Yeah, because like not even with Coco Toys, but what also happened is you end up with Connects, which is what pushes Lego to actually run into like um, robotics and stuff like that. Because Connects come out with have which have a very very similar function right. to. Um, 
like Coco Toys, like that. That's one example. I guess the problem. I guess that's the problem. I guess the whole did. thing with the generalization of patents. I understand. I guess to me, it's looking at this one and why I have a problem with it because it's literally they didn't try to improve. They didn't become a connects. They didn't do anything other than. We yeah. basically are literally just trying to steal Okay, well, but stuff. that's just one thing in the giant scheme of people who copied Lego but did different things with it. Right. Because even Mega Blocks did different things with Legos. They sold compatible parts to Lego, but they also included different shapes and stuff that you didn't get in Lego sets. Right. So, like, yeah, that's a problem with the Coca Toy stuff, but, like, that's not the only thing that came out of them losing their patent. You also have Mega Blocks and Connects and some of the larger competitors, which actually end up pushing Lego to become something bigger and better than it has been. I mean, I'm not going to agree that they became something better than what it has been. But well, you don't fine. like licensing and licensing and stuff, but they, they commercialized have... it, jacked up prices, and then did it really make the, it better but that, for that everybody? Actually, it does because oh, but that's in not that the same only vein, thing that they did. Yeah, but in that same vein, like if you you can't get mad at Lego for buying stuff and then up charging it, but then yeah, get mad at China Cocos for buying it and then like selling it for cheaper. Yeah, like either like well, but the, well, either having everything is good or having everything is bad. I don't think you can. Yeah, and also like licensing isn't the only way that Lego changed. Like they also change in different areas, and a yeah. lot of it has to do with STEM. Well, that's fine. Like but Lego as a company I, has done well, more. Than I know just that. that. I'm talking about. I do not care for their licensing. That's fine. And but that's like what when I, I say, what, but the reason that the company is bigger and better because you said the company cannot be called bigger and better because you don't like licensing. The reason it's called bigger and better is because, especially with the development of Connects, push them to go on to okay, how do we make this something different enough and compete with video games as well as something like Connects that offers a full function? Right. And then they end up making an entire robotics arm and actually funding kids getting into STEM, right. which is one of the reasons why the company is bigger and better. The licensing doesn't even come out of all this stuff. No. So, yeah. Enough on patents? Should we move on? Do you have an idea that you want to patent, Matt? Doesn't matter. Just yeah, let me know when it runs out so I can take it. it and then to resell it, Matt. I will never fill out patent forms. <laughs> I don't fill out forms. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, okay. So outside of that, ultimately the sameness of the line itself. So another one of the detriments of the system wasn't just the fact that people could copy and then make things compatible with Lego, but it was also the fact that they didn't have enough variety um, or what they saw as variety um, at the time. So this ended up, they had to compete with video games and a lot of the sameness and their stagnation in, in, in profits led them to, Matt, like you said, doing licensing specifically with Harry Potter and Star Wars, which brought in a crap ton of money um, when those things had films. When they didn't, they did not bring any money. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you also had Lego trying to make a television show. I don't remember the name of it. They have a few television um, shows. No, no, no. Like the very first one that wasn't even made out of all Legos. It was really weird. Like this isn't like Ninjago and the like the television shows that we have now. But like in the 90s, Lego wanted to make like a live action lego story that would then they'd then sell models with 
to go. It was a giant flop, and there was only like one episode. I was so. trying to think if I could even remember anything like. It this. started with a G, and I don't even remember the rest of the name. Um, but they did that, and then essentially what they found out and what came out of kind of left field was their Bionicle line. Um, and Bionicle was a completely different version of Lego, and this is probably the farthest that they've gotten from the system in that the Bionicle blocks are kind of not really useful with a lot of stuff. Um, and Bionicle... Those terrible. And Bionicle yo, came, yo, hold up, hold up, hold up. Bionicles awful. were not terrible. You they go die terrible. in a fire, Matthew. They were terrible. Bionicles, Bionicles were dope. TV show was dope. Without like the I, Bionicles line and Bionicles TV show, we wouldn't have any of the cool TV shows we have now because they would have known it wouldn't have worked. And the show was called Galandor. I was trying to remember it too. There we go, Galandor. That was the first. Yeah, one it was like live to. action, weird stuff. Yeah, didn't do so well. So essentially, with Bionicle, you have you have a Lego line that has an entire history behind it—a lore, a story, a world. And then with the accompanying um, animated show that goes with it, you actually have a world that kids really want to get into, and you have an uptick in sales because of Bionicle. But because it didn't work with other blocks, it led to a lot of, not a lot of, like, plug-and-play, which is what LEGO has been known for. Um, At this time, essentially, LEGO just keeps going down. Like, they have these little successes, and they make a lot of money, but then they end up just losing a lot of money at the same time, too. So they end up adding an entirely new guard. So you have Jorgen Vinudstrup, um, which is the uh, former management consultant at McKinsey & Company, one of the leading consulting companies in the world. Um, And he came on board as CEO, and he insisted that that, that LEGO had to go back to the brick Um, and focus on its core products. So he reduced the number of different pieces manufactured by LEGO from 12,900 to 7,000. So LEGO has this problem where, or this, so they succeed by making variations of a very similar product. And then you have this uptick in the 90s of making a whole bunch of different stuff that really doesn't work with each other. And it's just them trying to get back to their glory. And then you have um, Nudstrup come in and he's like, no, we're going to cut this down and we're going to go back to what we were doing and we're going to focus on the brick. Um, For the record, AquaZone came out in 1995 and 1996. Oh my God, Matt. Um, So essentially, they almost went bankrupt because they made unfounded assumptions of what their audience wanted and they were innovating and being creative when you really didn't need to do that because they didn't do the research beforehand. Once Lego leaders started taking the time to really understand the audience, they were able to get things back on track. And one day they did that was by hiring adult fans to actually handle the design of the products. And they also ended up holding different ethnographic studies to find out how kids actually liked to play. And this is what leads them going into a whole bunch of different areas around childhood development and doing a lot of work in um, in early education with Legos and partnering with people who do that because of these studies that they did to find out how play influences um, kids' creativity, but also kids' um, um kids' ability to learn complex structures and stuff like in math and science. Um, So in doing so, they were able to create products that the audience really, really valued, and they were able to build the company back up. And they ended up, now they have other lines, but every line can go in with another. So 
um, the bricks from the architecture stuff, which are like world like world monuments that you can make. All of those work with your basic Legos, with your other Lego sets. They work with your Technics, and Technics are the more um, kind of like connects. Like they have, um, they're they're specifically to make like simple machines or cars that you can move um, and stuff like that. And they can all work together. And it was essentially stuff that people wanted. Um, and then they also expanded their licensing to be like the Avengers and Disney. And essentially, if you are a, a big property right now that doesn't have a Lego set, it's a little weird. Um, fun fact, Star Trek is signed with Megablocks. Weird, but yeah. Yeah. I actually Halo's like the also signed with Megablocks. Like, have you ever uh, tried to go find like, oh, a Halo yeah, set? Oh, right. There isn't one because they're with Megablocks, yeah. which is weird, too. But, but I actually like the architecture sets that they come up with. I love the architecture sets. I think they're really nice. I've always wanted one. They're just, uh, once again, it's just kind of... They remind me of, like, the 3D puzzles I had when I was little. Because, like, you you could get 3D puzzles of monuments. Like, I had a 3D puzzle of the Taj Mahal. Hmm. It was kind of like my little, like, wooden thing, but with, like, foam. It was cool. <laughs> anyway, so the other but why, though, and I kind of mentioned this already, is education. Um, so one of the ways they've done this, and when I speak of education, I mean explicitly STEM. So science... Uh, science technology science technology engineering and math and they've used like the studies that they've run on how children learn to really influence what they do so one of the first i'm not the first but one of the most recent things they've done is in 2011 the space shuttle endeavor mission sts-134 brought up 13 lego kits to the international space station where astronauts built models so that they could see how they would react in microgravity. And it's known as the Lego Bricks in Space program. And I'll link to that in the show notes. So you can kind of read through the proposal that they ran and what every what they're trying to do. And these served as small scale civil engineering products and how they would be affected in space and how gravity would affect something um, that's built together. Because a lot of people don't realize that when you're building with Lego, you're actually learning ideas that influence engineering essentially (laughs) like you can only like things are only have structural integrity to a certain point when you build your bridges when you build your roofs you have to figure out what supports weight what doesn't that type of stuff like that's something that you're learning when you play with legos and plugging and playing to find out what works and what doesn't um an excerpt from their program is these projects not only foster creativity but also instill in the young builders a real sense of the engineering and design principles that nasa uses every day Fun learning activities like these can help inspire kids to become the next generation of explorers. Explorers, which is also what basically also what the test project doing, because not only we do that from basically an Earth perspective, but if we were going to do anything at least at this point to make anything to travel across like the solar system, it would most likely would be built in space mm-hmm. already. So basically, you'd ship up like parts. Basically, we'd ship you up like five sets at a time, and then you'd take those five sets and you'd have to build it all in space. And to make the initial, like, uh, whatever, rocket or anything to then be used to put wherever. So you can't build, it's not like we can, because we see we build a spaceship down here and then we shoot it to the moon or do whatever. Well, not anymore. But when we did, but you can't do that anymore when you go past, like, the moon because of how far distance is, which is something people can't grasp. So a lot of times if we were to travel to, like, even part like especially if you're gonna do like with like supplies or even like a man-made one you'd have to probably almost build it in space itself and then put it together there and then go from there 
Yeah, because you have to understand the structural integrity in a, in a space that isn't on Earth. Yeah, well, it's just too heavy. Yeah. Um, so huh? build, like, something the size of the state just to ship it to send it to Saturn or something. Yeah. Um, so beyond that, they're doing a lot of work in science and engineering. Um, so essentially, like, cause and effect is one of the first things that kids end up learning in science lessons, like, when they're, like, in elementary school. And you can teach that really well with Lego bricks. Um, science is also a driving component behind, like, all the creations that a child has, like, growing. Like, when you think about it, like, one of the places, if not one of the only places that in education you get to play, you know, quotes around play, is when you're building experiments in your science class. Like, there's something about that that has always stimulated the brain and really worked in learning concepts. And Legos provide this concrete structure to work with. Um, and makes it really tangible for kids to learn these ideas. So um, the foundation of science is to come up to an idea and then prove it practically. And by doing that in a tangible form, kids are able to learn. And Legos do this naturally through imagination. A child simply comes up with an idea, then develops it, tests it, and goes from there. So you can teach a lot of the basics of science, or at least like the principles of it, through Lego bricks and using those as examples. Um, it's also specifically being used in children's classrooms to increase interest in STEM and um, teaching simple machines. And there are entire YouTube videos like set out to help like how to use Lego in the classroom and how to teach ideas of like levers and pulleys and stuff like that because you can do it all with Lego. Um, so the next piece that they're also that they've been pushing since the 19 late 1990s is robotics. So Lego initiated a robotics line of toys called Mindstorms. That's what they're called now. They used to be called Lego TC Logo Ugh. in 1999. I, try, I tried Lego TC Logo. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> and it continued to expand and update their range ever since. The roots of the project originated from a programmable brick that was developed at the MIT Media Lab, and the name was taken from the paper of Seymour uh, Papert, a computer scientist and educator who developed an educational theory of constructionism and whose research at times funded by the Lego group. And essentially what this did was the programmable brick is the heart of the robotic sets and has undergone several updates and redesigns, with the latest being called EV3 Brick, being sold under the name of Lego Mindstorms EV3. And the set includes sensors that detect touch, light, and ultrasonic waves, with several others being sold separately, including RF an RFID reader. Um, the Intelligent Brick program itself it's programmed with using official software available for Windows Mac and Mac computers, and it's downloadable onto a brick via Bluetooth or a USB cable. Um, there are several unofficial programs that are compatible with program programming languages that have been made to work with the brick, and many books have been written to support um, to support this community. And essentially, what this like all breaks down to is when Lego TC Logo started, it they wanted to kind of, they wanted this to compete with video games. And so if you could program the brick to do what you wanted, then it's it's a more hands-on style of play. Now, what ended up happening is you had adults 
uh, adults buying a lot of these, hacking into them, and then making their own products uh, and making their own programs to make their brick do what they wanted. Um, so programming the machines how they wanted to, and initially Lego wanted to sue them, and then it initially came out like people on that side were like, no, 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 no. we love your product we're just adding more stuff to it and lego kind of embraced it and it's kind of come with this like crowdsourcing mentality that they've really really embraced and have now they sponsor robotics competitions using the lego robotics sets um and all of this just came from hackers being like well i can do this instead of what you told me to do it's basically literally almost the first set of basically the mod community of pcs yeah pretty much um, and so, like, the er- and um, there are several different robotics competitions which use Lego robotics sets, and the earliest is Botball. This is a national U.S. middle and high school competition stemming from uh, the MIT 6.270 Lego robotics tournament. Other robotics tournament competitions include the Junior First Lego lead for students ages 6 to 9. That's, like, super early. And then first Lego Hold on. League. Can you say those ages again? Six to nine. So you were gluing, I, you you know were what, gluing Matt? your Lego together. At I cannot age. afford a robotic set. I'm sorry. Trust me, you <laughs> no damn robotic set either. <laughs> <laughs> I was making masterpieces of art, Matt. Were you? Stop. I was. They were cute as hell. Um, anyway, so for students, uh, and then you also have the first Lego lead for students ages six to nine, or nine to 16. Um, which are ages 9 to 14 in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Um, the Junior FLL and the FLL um, offer real-world engineering challenges to participants, and the latter uses Lego-based robots to complete tasks. So you'll actually be programming your Lego robots to complete tasks in order to progress through the competition, which is a higher level of programming than just go in a circle. Um the junior FL participants build mottos out of Lego elements, and in the 2010 season, there were 16,070 um, FLL teams in over 55 countries. That's enormous if you think about all the kids that are involved in that, because that's teams, and these teams have at least, I think it's like, uh, I think it's three to five people on it, I think. I may be wrong, um, but I think that's what it, what they're made out of. Um, so in the 20... Uh, in the 2012 season, there were 2,147 junior FLL teams with 12,882 total student participants in the United States and Canada alone. The International Robo Cup junior football competition involves extensive use of Lego Mindstorms equipment, which is awesome put uh, which is often pushed to its extreme limits. Um, ultimately, the capabilities of Mindstorms range. Um, range have now been harnessed for use like the IKO created prosthetic system and this is a prosthetic limb system designed for children. Designs for these Lego prosthetics actually allow everything from mechanical diggers to laser firing spaceships to be screwed on the ends of a child's limb. IKO is or ICO is the work of the Chicago-based Colombian designer um, Carlos Arturo Torres and is a modular system that allows kids to customize their own prosthetics with the ease of clicking together plastic bricks. And designed by Lego's Future Lab, the Danish toy company's experimental research, the CIRIC 
a Colombian foundation for um, physical rehabilitation, the modular prosthetic incorporates myoelectric sensors that register the activity of the muscle in the stump and send a signal to control movement to the attachment. A processing unit in the body of the prosthetic contains an engine compatible with Lego Mindstorms, the company's robotics line, which lets the wearer build an extensive range of customized programmable limbs. Like, that's really freaking cool. Like, Lego is able to help children design their own uh, prosthetics because of their robotics division. Like, that's really cool. I don't know what you guys think. I think that's really cool. That's probably, like, my favorite thing out of this entire episode. Have you ever seen him do it? Huh? Yeah. You seen the videos? Yeah. It's actually really cool. It's super cool. And these kids are super excited. And it's the fact that, like... Because a lot of them are really young, too. They may not be able to, like, program it. Like, somebody may do the back end of programming for them. But they get to design exactly what they want their, you know, their limb to be. Which is, like, that's... I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're a kid growing up like that, like, I feel like just having that ability to pretty much make yourself a superhero. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Adrian, are you excited about... I know you teach, so it's like the like the massive amount of education that they've been doing. Like, what do you think? Um, I can... I mean, if I had to have a prosthetic, I'd have a Lego one, I think. Uh, so, I think it should just unpass kids and let everyone... Because I think, like... I think someone out there probably wants like a captain or um, a Winter Soldier arm. And these kids yeah. are gonna like watch like Avengers or something and see that and like, oh, I want, I want Bucky's arm. And then they can do it. And they can do it because of Lego. Yeah. I don't know like how expensive this stuff is. Like, what the the wall is to to kind of get wall. yeah to to get in on that. Uh, yeah. Prosthetics are expensive as it is. I can't imagine what it looks like for Lego. Yeah. Um, so. So far as I know, I think it's done through, like, a, um, like, you sign up for it, and then they kind of, like, decide based on that, I think is how it's done. Um, but I don't know anything beyond that, actually. I probably should have looked into it more. But it was just so cool. Yeah, I'm just curious, because I've done, like, a lot of, like, research on prosthetics recently, just because of my friend who lost his arm. Um, but I didn't know that Lego did kind of, like, the same things of, because of the... Um, like, like the nerve ending stuff is something that they've been doing for a while, but I didn't know that Lego had the capability and like the technology yeah. to do that too, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So beyond all of that awesome robotic stuff, um, Lego is also really important because of childhood development and studies have shown that playing with bricks build fine motor skills at, which at an early age can lead to learning, um, for that, we, uh, which at an early age can lead to kids learning how to write or perform other skills at a faster rate. So the higher your motor skill, your fine motor skills are, the more likely you are to be successful in certain areas because you can just perform things at a faster pace than say somebody, like if you learn to write at a younger age, you just have that much more time to progress. 
Um, through their manipulation of Lego blocks, it's been proven that children learn about applying different types of pressure. Um, some bricks need small amounts of pressure when building, whilst others require a great deal. And the benefits of this hands-on trial and error learning is also really, really valuable um, and probably one of the most valuable things that it does for children at such a young age. The small twists and turns of their hands and fingers um, promotes coordination and dexterity, which children will need in handwriting crafts and independent dressing. So it really helps them evolve to a more um, like taking care of themselves thing. Then why can't I write or draw? You got little little nubbins. I got nubbin hands? Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, technically you can write. You just don't write well. But if you learn to write at a quicker rate as a kid, like it doesn't mean you write legibly. Although I can write really fast. I mean, I've seen surgeons it. who can like remove the tiniest thing write like crap their dexterity is great their handwriting and their their penmanship is not great that's the difference okay <laughs> so penmanship versus the ability to actually hold a pen and write um uh, not only that but also constructive uh, the constructive problem solving that happens from lego is really really important to lateral thinking um and lateral thinking is just a way of understanding how to approach different types of problems um Play is a child's um, is a child's work and their way of trying out new skills whilst perfecting others. Um, providing a box of random pieces of Lego and unconstructed and unstructured time is essential to igniting imagination and develop their creativity. Which sounds like a small thing, but a lot of cognitive studies done on children actually show when the creative areas of the brain are lit up through this tangible process of play, they're able to learn other more complex processes like for example, mathematic, uh, mathematical thinking and problem solving because they're looking at it in um, not a one-dimensional way, but in a three-dimensional way. And you're able, they're able to process a lot of these things a lot quicker and at an easier rate when they're um, being assisted by something like Lego and when they think that it's, um, it's not a task, right? Like it's something that they can enjoy. So there has been a lot of work on moving more play into the classroom and kind of destructuring a lot of subjects to make them integrated with things that kids enjoy, um, just because it helps stimulate uh, different areas of the brain that will hopefully foster more intelligence. Um, so essentially following instructions to assemble Lego also has a lot of benefits for children's problem solving, like I said, and atten as well as their focus and attention to detail. So whereas uh, giving them um, no instructions for a Lego set is really good for creativity, giving them instructions to a Lego set really helps them understand ideas of symmetry, balance, shapes, and sizes, and um, helps them explore this during their play, which will then help them learn more advanced concepts um, is, as they start to encounter stuff later on in life. Yeah, I hated all the Lego sets with no instructions of anything. <laughs> you gave it to me, and I was like, We're, what are we doing? We're putting together. And they're like, oh, we don't have anything. Be creative. I'm like, you can just have the Legos. I don't care. <laughs> I was the exact opposite. Well, you were gluing them together. Matt, gluing them is not bad. Professional Lego builders glue stuff together so they don't fall apart. Thank you very much. Yeah, those are also like, what, a million pieces? Yes, you leave Yours my little hundred like... piece alone. <laughs> I was shooting for the stars, Matt. Um, 
anyway, uh, children experience working with, with fractions when they observe um, how many small pieces can fit into a large piece, and they can begin experiments with division. And um, a lot of classes actually use Lego to teach these concepts of math to kids. And why do we suck so bad at math? Everybody always talks about how they always play with Legos, but everybody sucks at math. Other reasons. Okay. <laughs> um, so the lateral thinking that I mentioned is, I guess, it, it it's comes through a more creative approach, and it's 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 the ability to look at a problem in a different way. So it's understanding that, yes, this is the problem I need to solve, but there are different ways to solve this problem and working out which ways work best for you or which ways are more efficient. And that's the type of lateral thinking that this promotes. I think because they always leave out one piece. And yeah. then you make it to figure out. <laughs> how can you make this fit and not fall apart because we didn't ship that two-by-two two brick? And, like, essentially what happens is because the kids – and this is all done through the um, – and this is – I mean, and lateral thinking is promoted through, like, the creative builds that don't have instructions, but also with the ones that do because when they're faced with an assembly problem, children have to retrace their steps and analyze their work in order to find the parts that they're – that one need fixing and how to fix them. Um, it also builds children's self-esteem and accomplishments, with, which sounds like something that's really small, but – kids who have proven milestones that they can reach that they can reach at early stages of their development actually do better in the long run because they know what success looks like and feels like yeah so that's that's all childhood development it's pretty cool and we all played with legos as a kid and i think we're all pretty smart why can't you do math then i can do my tip math no you can't i took like I took all of my calculus and everything in high school, but I don't utilize it, so I shut it off and I don't enjoy it. I can do it. I do tip math. I would just. I do tip math better drunk than you do it sober. You do, but I don't care about math. I don't use it in my everyday life. Yeah, you do. You use it for no. everything. Every decision no. you make is based on some sort of math. Yeah, I, I mean, but does it mean way. that she uses the math to get to those decisions? That's such a bad yeah. argument from someone who's like a math person. Yeah. Why is that a bad argument? Because if you use math I in your just everyday life, you're last... more likely to. It's already been proven no, that if you use math no. in your everyday decisions, you more likely make better decisions. But it's not necessary. But it's, it's not, not necessary, necessary to math. make those decisions. No, it's not. Like for you, it it's, is because that's how you think. That's not involved, how everybody else thinks. But it doesn't. You don't use it. You're not calculating all of these things at every second of every day. I mean, Matt is, but Matt is not the standard. <laughs> I just spent the last three days, like, learning, relearning math, which I'm not bad at. I just haven't done it in forever. Like, I literally haven't worked on coordinate plane fucking graphs since high school. So why did I have to learn that? And it's also, like, I passed all my AP calc tests, which are really, really hard. I did well in all my calculus, but, like, when I don't When was the last time you math. used calculus? Ugh. Now, I could make an argument for using algebra, like, algebra, a definitely lot, important. especially in, like, D&D and stuff. Like, I could see that. But, like, But I negative reciprocals like and all this shit, you don't... Derivatives. You don't use it. You don't. You don't. I actually like derivatives. But, yeah, no, I, like, there are just different types of people that solve things differently. I don't look at everything through math. I, like, I... Honestly, I suck at math because I choose to suck at math, and I don't enjoy it, and I don't like doing it. But, like, all of my college did is, like, AP Physics, AP Chemistry, AP Calc. Like, I did all that. Just doesn't get me all excited. 
I don't see numbers and go, oh boy, like you do. Math is the language of the universe. I'm not going to argue there it is. I've been to like SETI conferences where they say that like we have to talk to people through math and physics because they are the only constant things. But you don't, but you don't study uh, math or physics, so no, you don't use it every day. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so beyond that, um, let's look at the company values. So the company has actually made some pretty big statements. So during the Vietnam War, the company refused to sell any models for anything that would kill people. Um, so no tanks, no guns, nothing like that. Now they couldn't stop kids from making those things, um, but they made sure that they didn't want to create toys that glorified modern warfare. Now with the licensing stuff, they kind of get into this gray area where like is Avengers modern warfare is Star Wars modern warfare and the stance they kind of take with it is like they can't control what kids do but they're not making tank sets and stuff that promote war. They made a battle cruiser. I mean, but it's in space. I guess we have Space Force now, so we may be closer to that being modern warfare mm. than we were before. Um, you can make a Death Star, but we don't do anything that promotes yeah. war that kills I didn't, people. I said it was a gray area. So. So loud. Anyway. Um, I mean, they like money. It's a company. Um, but know. during Vietnam, when they made this, they didn't have licensing. They didn't have any of those other things. And they really... It was a big... they. It could be seen as a detriment because this is when you have, like, G.I. Joe coming out and everything. Like, every kid wants to be a soldier, and this is, like, a cool thing to do. And they were like, no, we're not going to do this. Um, beyond that, and something that you may really appreciate, Matt, is they're really pushing towards sustainable energy. So, three years, Lego put $155 million into a new sustainable material center, which set more than... Um, 100 employees on the task of Lego using fully sustainable materials in its products by 2030. Um, as of March of this year, they had their first successes, and the company showed off the first brick-based um, brick fruits of those efforts. Um, about 25 different Lego shapes were used of, um, they were actually like the plant, like the trees that you can put on, stuff like that. Um, they used a sugarcane-based sugar uh, polyethylene, rather than the oil-based plastics that they had. Um, and this is awesome, but by the end of the year, only 2% of all bricks made will be out of this material, out of 75 million bricks that they sell per year. So it's a step, but it kind of highlights the fact that one of the biggest things that we deal with that is like hurting the planet is plastic. And when you look at a company like Lego that's built all on plastic, it's going to take a long time to move that needle to where they're using sustainable, um, sustainable materials that are also biodegradable in their entire process. Um, but they're trying at least. They're putting a lot of money into it to reach that sustainable stage. As bad as plastic is, they're not single-use plastic. Yeah. Single-use plastic is way worse than this. Yeah. Um, so beyond that, they're pretty much more than bricks now. Um, they have a whole bunch of licensing, which, Matt, you already said you didn't like. Um, but the bulk of LEGO's money is from licensing stuff, and it's really one of the things that helped save them from bankruptcy the first time, even though it led them to bankruptcy later on. Um, they have movies, like the licensing that came from LEGO Batman. LEGO Batman's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and all of the video games since 1997 um, 
essentially before 1997 they made original games which i own two of them and they're really really fun um but then they ended up moving into lego video games like you guys kind of talked about at the beginning which is like a giant piece of the industry now and i can't name of i can't think of anybody who don't enjoy playing those games i think they're really fun and matt you're a grouch but you love them i own four of them exactly um, they also, I mean, uh, they still had Bionicle. They had the Lego movie that came out, and it's a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it made a lot of money. Um, I thought I wrote it down here, but it's not. I think it was made for something like 60 million and ended up making like 400 something million. Um, you should probably look that up. Um, but they also have animated shows and shorts like Ninjago, which ended up getting its own movie, which I, I heard really sucked. Um, they have board games, clothing. They have 128 retail stores. They have theme parks, which Merlin, essentially Merlin Entertainment operates seven Legoland amusement parks. Um, the original being in Billund, Denmark, and the second in Windsor, England. Then um, Gunzerg, Germany, uh, Carlsbad, California, Winter Haven, Florida, and... Um, Nusa Yaya, Jaya, Malaysia, Nusa Jaya, Malaysia, and also Dubai in the Arab Emirates, and the eighth in Shanghai. Um, on July 13th, the control of 70% of Lego parks was sold for $460 million. And this was when they were going through their bankruptcy period and they needed to sell off some of their assets, which included the Lego parks. Um, and the remaining 30 is still held by the Lego group. So even though they are Legoland, they're not majority owned by Lego, the company. Um, so everybody at Legoland's are called master builders. And master builders are also... Tell me, these aren't, like, these aren't like the subway people they call sandwich art, artiste. No, they're called master builders because they assemble all of the giant statues and stuff that are made of Lego. And then... Um, also or the apple people that are called whatever geniuses whatever the hell they call them in their stupid stores (laughs) um and then um like in the stores you have like a master builder for a store and they're the people that put together all the the lego bricks and stuff um but not everybody has that title um they've also branched into business consultancy so lego um has a Thing called Lego Serious Play, and this is for build businesses where they can build teamwork through play. So think of like the ropes course that you did in like high school or something like that. Like it's just a team building thing where you use Lego, um, and companies pay for that. Um, and then finally, everybody knows what Legos are. Everybody knows what a Lego brick is. Um, go step on a Lego is probably one of Adrian's most used like anger things. Um, Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> in 2015 they actually replaced ferrari as the most proper, popular brand in the world during the holiday season it's an estimated 28 it's estimated that 28 lego sets are sold per second it's been called the toy of the century twice they ended up branching off into duplos for kids they have the friends line for um for girl for young girls which are just like pink and purple bricks essentially um you have the brick by brick youtube channel which partners with a whole bunch of different people um creators as well as people in stem um they have a whole bunch of different sets now and 2014 lego was the largest toy company worldwide and they also have conventions like brick world which are just conventions for lego like 
it's everywhere and I think it's a, it's something that's completely in our consciousness that is not going away anytime soon and I think the fact that they have not changed what they've done like toy wise from 1958 to now is just amazing so yeah that's all I have everything is awesome final thoughts uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just universal. They're just in everything now. Um, outside of, like, having, like, Lego sets, almost everything has a video game now based around Lego if it's, like, a big enough property. Uh, so even if you don't play with Legos, you can go still play with the games. You can go still, you still play the video games. You can go to a store and play with them. Like, you can go to a place where, like, there's life-size Lego things. Like, there's, it's just everywhere. And if you don't know what a Lego is, you probably been living under a rock for like ever i mean like and netflix has so many like different mini movies from lego too like i watched like all the jurassic park ones and i think matt and i like even rented some of like the lego superhero ones <laughs> um yeah I, my final thoughts just like i am still blown away but uh, blown away by like the amount of work they've put into like prosthetics for kids and stuff like that like that's going above and beyond what a toy company can or should you know or i guess not should but like can do or like what is expected to do um and the fact that they're championing education over pretty much everything else is also really admirable so i mean yeah i think they've done well with doing education i thought legos even growing up i knew it was more of an educational type like toy playing with it just because you're building something um, I like some of the stuff that they've done as I've gotten older. Like I said, I like some of the architecture. I knew they did the prosthetic thing beforehand, and obviously I didn't know exactly. I knew they did the competition, but I know the extensive detail of how much education. But it is. It's good for what you do and building everything. I don't ever like the licensing stuff, and I don't like <laughs> going in the Lego store and just seeing basically generic, like, basically we see the same five franchises with everything. Like, I don't need to see Avengers everywhere I go and every single thing I went with. Um, but I want to build the giant shield helicraft, Matt. I don't. I mean, I would prefer if you... I prefer, like, some of the older sets that I enjoy. They're literally generic. They made something up, and it's literally they build it, and there is no set story with set characters and set stuff. I mean, and I think that's something that I forgot, too. Like, when they cut down the Lego line to make everything, like, super mm -hmm. limited, they did the Lego City line, and they just did, like, they went back to their roots, because, mm -hmm. like, they used to make, like, train sets yeah, and fire stations. And so, like, they did the Lego City set to kind of go back to that, where they just built, like, different pieces of a city that you could play with. Right. Um, and they all like that then they went into like the water with like the little things and kind of brought it back to your little aquanet aqua aqualand aquaman things i just don't need disney dictating everything we do yeah that's understandable and like i said i don't like in much as i mean i know they were expensive per se but their legos and the sets that they have now that are licensing are way more than what they yeah, were for they are. you can't tell me like we could make the same thing but we made it generic and out of like i guess somebody's imagination type thing and we could probably drop the cost by $100 on a lot of those sets. Yeah. You're not wrong. And especially, if, like I said, for learning tools and whatnot, they're great for what they do. I just, I'm not, you're never going to convince me that literally them putting a bunch of licensing, especially with you go to the stores, you can't find the generic sets of finding stuff. And I guess it's just kind of one of those. You can at, like, the Targets and stuff, though. Yeah. 
but not, not their actual yeah. stores. And I guess to me, it's one of those Legos was like as a thing that was built on, as you like to say, creativity, imagination, and building things. Giving something like much like the architecture stuff. See, basically, we're going to build stuff I can go see in real life. We're doing stuff that's basically media I already see in every single thing I else I do. I just yeah. don't prefer that as a way of. I'd rather have something that's basically another world of a thing yeah. when you're building with Legos. Yeah, which, I mean, I think, too, and I, I kind of didn't do a good job of, like, covering it. They, they do have, like, a Kaima line and stuff that's, like, kind of like Bionicle and that it has its own story and own world right. and stuff. Um, and, I mean, the Ninjago sets as well. Um, only they're all, like, everything works with each other. And so, like, they have, like, they do have a lot of licensing and it is really overwhelming, but they have really worked at trying to do that other stuff as well. But you won't see it front and center because, I, I mean, I personally think that, like, the Lego stores and stuff are built more for adults who will spend that $400 oh, yeah. for something in there. Like, and that's one of the things that's, like, I think Lego has seized on from a company model is realizing that, like, the kids, like, nobody's going to buy their child that giant X-Wing set, but that person who brings in their own paycheck will buy themselves that X-Wing set. So they're, like, they're marketing. Like I said, I know people. behind of what they're doing, obviously for the kids and whatnot, but like you said, the front and center of what we sell is basically we can make money off a bunch of adults. Yeah. Smart business, but I see what you're saying. What do you think about that, Adrian? I mean, I'm fine with it. I, I don't. It, it really doesn't bother me, to be honest. Because if they don't do it, somebody else will. So, like, it is what it is. I'd rather it be in the hands of like Lego, where I know it's like legit, than some like third party company who's gonna make like cheap bricks. Yeah. Which also fun fact: Lego is still a family-owned company. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They only own thirty percent of. No, that Lego land. They only own 30% of Lego land. But Lego itself is still in the Christensen family, so far as, like, the majority of shareholders. So how much... Well, okay, never mind. We won't go into that. That's about how much you diversified your entire company. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Lego my ego. (laughs) Yeah, I don't I mean, know exactly, like, yeah. What? The whole Lego my Ego thing. Le- but, because I think it's supposed to be Lego. I know. Le- like, dropping the T, like, I know. Lego my Ego. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that's pretty much Lego. Um, I know that there's a lot of stuff that we could have added that isn't, but, again, expansive topic. And we're at an hour 20. So, uh, as always, you can find the podcast um, at ButWhyThoughPC. Make sure you head over to our website, ButWhyThoughPodcast.com, for all of your geek culture-related stuff. Um, And this is coming out on Wednesday, which means Matt and I will be flying out to PAX West tomorrow. Um, So if you are in the Seattle area, um, come and hang out with us. Check us out if you're at PAX West. Let us know you're there. We can hang out. We'll have stickers and stuff for you. Um, We will not have any stickers. We might have pens. We'll have stickers. We will not have stickers. Why? Because PAX is a place that they find the shit out of you if they find their stickers. Oh, that's right. We'll have pins for you, and we can walk outside, and I'll give you a sticker. I mean, we can bring the stickers and see, but PAX East was the one where they were like, if you find stickers... Well, just don't, like, put stuff on things. Be good fans and don't put stuff on things so that we don't get fined. People are dicks. I'm not trusting people with that. Nope, 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 nope. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's your bill. But yeah, come find us at PAX West. Um, you can find me at Oh My Myth Randier on Twitter. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me 
at SuperReese93 on Twitter, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-Y-Z-93. Matt? You can find me underwater with those Lego sharks, which were always cool, and they were kind of weird, but the only thing that worked was the jaw. Then you'd always pop it off and pop it back on. <laughs> that was very extensive information about the Lego shark. Have you never had a Lego shark? No. Oh, well, that's what it does. I've seen them in the Lego movie, and they're adorable. Well, that's what it does. <laughs>